Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello and welcome again to The Bible Unmasked. This is episode 27. Wow, we have been having a great year so far as we've been studying the Bible and we appreciate all of you, who, all of our viewers who have been joining in with us from week to week. And um, Dexter here, we are looking at what book of the Bible? We're looking at First Thessalonians. Okay, and our theme is captivated and comforted by Christ's coming. And we are so glad to have again with us, Vicki. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Amen. Yeah, amen. Okay, so Dexter, why don't you tell us a little bit about this um, theme that you've chosen and um, we'll just talk about that briefly and then we'll have begin with a word of prayer. All right. Yeah, so one of the powerful things Paul does in First Thessalonians is he focuses on the second coming. But one of the what I see him doing is he focuses on the second coming as comfort to those of us who have suffered loss, those of us who are grieving. Um, it's a so it's just rich. It's just rich. So I I one of my one of the warriors that I have met during the process of the Bible and Mask is Sister Vicky Mon Montalvo. And um, I was saying to Vicky earlier. I always feel slight guilt when I'm bothering her to do another interview. But there is just something resilient that God has placed in her. There is just such this, this attitude of willingness. I want to serve God. Um, and I know she's going through a lot, which she'll share with us. Um, but I'm, I, we call Vicky again. She shared about losing her son. He was even younger than me, um, you know, late 30s and just boom, gone like that. And then her mother, both happened around the same time. And um, we did Lamentation back in episode 15, and Vicky was sharing how she gained strength through her grief. So now I wanted to, to talk to Vicky about First Thessalonians and how the coming of Christ, as she thinks about her son, her mom, how that is a source of comfort to her. So fasten your seatbelts and let's be blessed by this anointed woman of God. Yes. Okay. I know all of us can relate to grief in some level, so this should be good. And we appreciate you, Vicki. Thank you. Let's Thank bow you. our heads now for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, as we um, get into your word and we talk about some of the hard things that happen to, to us in life, God, you originally did not create um, all this grief and death that we have here on this earth, but you have turned it around and you've given us hope. And we're so grateful for that. And I pray that as we are talking and, and, and sharing that your spirit would be present and that you would um, um, give Vicki the words and give her strength. And um, may those viewers, may they also be comforted and encouraged as we are in um, looking at your word. We thank you in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let's um, go get our Bibles, and we're going to be looking in 1 Thessalonians and looking at chapter 1, verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Hmm. 
So our first tip here is when Christ took our sins, he also took the eternal consequences of those sins. And our tip is what do you look forward to the most with Christ's second coming? Wow, I think that's a question for all of us. Vicky, we'll, we'll start with you since you're, you're our leader today. Okay, well, I look forward for seeing face-to-face -face Jesus and for, for being able to interact with him in a world where there's no death and no suffering. Come on. And we could worship freely and have an ideal life. I look forward to that the most. But um, I also look forward to sitting at his feet and ask him why things happen that I didn't understand. And also to be taught by him because there's so much to learn from the universe and we're going to have a whole eternity to be able to learn with him. Wow. So I'm looking forward to seeing him as my teacher. Yes, come on. <laughs> and, and you know, it's a piggyback on what you're saying. You know, as a, as a person who don't see, the first face I would see fully would be mm -hmm. the face of Jesus. <laughs> and that is mad <laughs> encouragement to my uh -huh. heart. Yes, and, to um, me too. Yeah, and you know, you know, like look, look what Paul is saying here. He's saying that he saves us from the wrath to come. Mm -hmm. And this is now dealing with Armageddon. It's dealing with um, you know, um the 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 destruction and the devastation of living without God. And uh, the first um the first, the second death, all of that Christ saves us from. So one of the, like I said, one of the anchors and the theme that I'm running with is, you know, is captivated and comforted by Christ's coming. And, and we're looking at, okay, what really excites you about the coming? Because you do know in Revelation 6, there are some people, Christ is coming and they're like, don't come. We don't want to see you. Mm -hmm. And they're asking the rocks to fall on them, right? I don't want the rock to fall on me. I want to stand on that rock. And that's Amen. what Paul does for me. Liz, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's taking the turn to preach. Yes. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> well, it sounds like the kind of the running theme here for all of us, you know, is to see Jesus. And, you know, mm -hmm. he's the one who um, took away our our sins and who also you know who's our is our friend and here we can see him face to face and really understand him so for sure um although i know at some parts uh, there's also aspects for me then is that i'm also looking forward to seeing my dad again so um you know there's that too of you know the people that we don't have with us anymore that we can see them too so right. yes I, I i don't know if when we see your dad we'll have to sit down and share a little disappointing news <laughs> as you know as we sit in heaven we're like look you can't be a mad scientist in heaven yeah <laughs> because her, her dad vicky one time he took one he bought he bought two old volkswagens right and one of them, the left side was good, and the other one, the right side was good. So he cut the car in half, both cars, and he pointed the left. <laughs> and he did all kind of contraptions in his garden. But I know I love that. And we we've always talked about reuniting with our loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I think those are good things to dream about because yes. God placed that in our hearts. He placed mm -hmm. in our hearts, that, you know. Um, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 19 says that God placed eternity in us. We were not meant to die. Amen. We were made to live forever. Death is an enemy. 
It's an enemy. You'll never get used to death. So, so that's why I am always encouraging Christians. When you feel grief, it doesn't mean you lack faith. It doesn't mean you are distant from God. Death is an enemy. It was meant to hurt. And, and, and the longing God placed um, to counter death is that one day there'll be no more death, no more pain, and no more suffering. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's keep going on to our next one. We're going to jump to um, chapter 3, verse 10. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Mm -hmm. So our tip here is Christ alone can make us ready for his own coming. And our question, how would you say you are currently preparing for Christ's coming? Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So I'm the one to answer. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I would say that I'm preparing studying the word. That's the lamp to my feet so I can be guided to all truth and understanding. Um, Praying so that the Holy Spirit will keep me connected with Christ, that relationship that is so needed, and to give me the strength to overcome all the trials and endure what everything is going on that is a challenge to me, and also to fellowship with other believers that will encourage me and keep me um, accountable, hold me accountable of my faith so that I won't distract myself either right or left, but keep my eyes fixed on the goal. Wow. You know, it's interesting you talk about one of the things with the Thessalonians is Mm -hmm. Paul, Paul complimented them for the growth for his for the gospel bearing fruit among them for yes. their diligence in the word um and and you mentioned fellowship because in in the book of hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 and 20, 24 paul says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. as you see the day approaching meaning the second coming of christ so more now than be, ever before you need to be wrapped up in fellowship with your fellow believers. This is the time yes. we need encouragement. We need to be strengthened by one another. And, mm-hmm. and one of the evils of COVID and all, all, all the, um, the social distancing is to me, the enemy tried to isolate us so that we can suffer in silence. Yes. Alone, you know, which is why I give God thanks for Zoom. <laughs> 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 yes, definitely. <laughs> so that we could we could really get back into connection. And what, what Vicky, I you know, I, I really praise what Jesus does through you. One of the things you said to us as we were preparing to do this episode, and I was sharing with you my little guilt for calling <laughs> on you again because there's so much going on in your life. And you said, look, yes. you know, we've I've been locked down for so long that mm-hmm. I am I'm and I'm excited to mm-hmm. be able to contribute to, to the kingdom, to be able to share his love to share my testimony in whatever way I could. Um, That encouraged my heart. Amen. (laughs) And I wanted to also add, there's, um, I don't know, forget where it's found, but it says, and this is eternal life to know him. Amen. And so Mm -hmm. I think that is John 17, three. Okay. So that Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, that is really um, a way to prepare ourselves is to continue to get to know the, the our God and our Creator. You almost sound like a, you sound like a preacher's wife. Yeah. <laughs> or you're the preacher. Uh-uh. No, the reason I think that's deep is because 
a lot of people are looking for the signs of Christ coming mm-hmm. and they don't even know the Christ who is coming. Amen. That's I, true. I want to be in love with the Savior that's coming more than the signs of the Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important. You got to know him. Because how, mm-hmm. could you, how could you prepare for Jesus you don't even know? Uh-huh. Exactly. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's why Paul's thing in Thessalonians is you got this is your anchor. Christ is your anchor. You know, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in fact, in, in, in chapter five, he was saying to them, um, I don't need to write and tell you when he's coming. Be, be, mm-hmm. What the days and the signs. No, you, your job is to stay awake. Your job mm-hmm. is to walk in the light. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just like the 10 virgins, right? The exactly. ones that prepared and the ones that didn't prepare. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go on now to chapter 4, verse 13. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. Mm-hmm. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So our tip here is uninformed grieving is grieving without hope. Mm -hmm. Our question is, in what way does someone who has the hope of the resurrection have more comfort than someone who doesn't? Wow. This is a a miserable question, Sister (laughs) Miserable because, I mean, we we are believers. Mm -hmm. We have the hope. But how could we really compare? How would we really know? But anyhow, you, you, we still need to grieve. Uh-huh. Because we yeah. grieve too. But yeah. how do we really know if somebody without the, the hope of, of resurrection yeah. are grieving worse than we are? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But, but Sister Vicky, you take a shot of it. You you're 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 more you're you're more ph- 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 well, well, I I think that um the person that has the hope of resurrection sees the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. sees the, the, the better uh, future that is ahead of us. And uh, we have the assurance that um, whatever we're going through at this very moment, it's temporary. It's going to pass because there's something ahead that is more bigger. It's the, big, the bigger picture that we can see. It's Jesus coming to rescue us. And the person that does not have the hope in resurrection gets anxious, gets worried, can't explain what's going to happen in the future. And, and that gives them a desperation, gives them a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of insecurity. So I, I see right there, there's a big difference. The person that has hope can see the bigger picture, the hope, the future that is gonna be better than now, while the other one doesn't see anything doesn't find solutions to their problems. Wow. And they go into desperation. Wow, lady, you're not easy. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love that. I, I because I didn't really have a good answer. <laughs> I did not. I love, let me tell you why I love that. It, what, let me tell you what you're teaching me. You, uh-huh. You're teaching me um, what, what the Christian grieving does, even though it's grieving nevertheless, there's a loss, you know, there's a, there's a there's a there's now a, a hole in your life that's mm-hmm. that's not going to be filled in this lifetime. Yeah. But what 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 our hope does for us, in spite of the grieving, mm-hmm. we don't have to live with forever regret. Mm-hmm. We don't have to live with regret forever, especially if the person who died, you expect to see them 
um, on the, in, in the earth made new. Because it's like, you, 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 you get to talk things over, you know you're forgiven. Um, mm -hmm. it, that's powerful. And I love the thing about vision and, and the big picture. My goodness. But next time I preach that, I, I would say I got it from you. But the second time I, preached, I would say the Holy Spirit told me. Well, I wanted to add that um, while I was grieving for my mother and my son, there were moments when I just couldn't take it anymore and I burst in tears and that's normal. But at the same time, I knew that I did everything I could to present Jesus. Right. So in that, I know that whatever happened was under God's control. Wow. And God knows better and has a better plan than we have. Yes. So that gave me a lot of comfort. And, and knowing and, that God's plan for us is not to harm us, but to give you a hope and a future. Amen. So and, that's that's what gave me that strength. Right. And and hearing your hearing your your story with your son, especially like you know, close to the time your mom was about to pass, that he, all of a sudden, he had been kind of estranged from the family. And then, boom, he just mm -hmm. reached out to you guys. Um, yes. and, and I think what touched me in our last interview is when you were sharing that your son started asking questions about the faith and yes. about Jesus and about... Mm -hmm. and, and let me tell you what I have learned about God's unrelenting um desire to save us you, you know you know that song that talked about um the the reckless love of god mm -hmm. god is not reckless but his love man his grace is almost ridiculous the way he runs after us i believe that mm -hmm. he he wants to save us 10 times more than we want to be lost yeah. and and to me any inkling of turning to him i think god seals that for eternity, any direction towards him. So that gives me hope as I hear the story about your mom and your son. It gives me mm -hmm. hope that you could look forward to seeing them in the earth made new. Amen. That they started turning their hearts to God. And again, the turning our hearts to God don't have to be, well, they had the 13 lessons from mm -hmm. amazing facts mm -hmm. and they got baptized yes. in yes. your church. God just need a yes. In their hearts, mm -hmm. God just needs a yearning that says, I, I surrender. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, I'm going to seal you for eternity. Think about that thief on the cross. If dude had gotten off the cross, do you think he would have messed up again? Yes. Do you think he would have sinned and have to repent again? Yes. But Jesus took that turning to him and he said, that, that's enough. Amen. Now, the next thing you would know, brother, after you resurrect, you'd be in paradise. Amen. <laughs> Okay, let's go on here to our last one here already. We're in chapter 4, wow. verse 14. Mm -hmm. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. And our tip is comforted by Christ's coming. And our question is, how does Paul show the second coming as comforting? Mm. Well, um, in 1 Thessalonians 4, um, Paul mentions that Jesus is going to come and shout with a great voice and with the trumpet of God and call unto the dead first. And then those do, that believe 
we'll be caught up in the clouds with them and we will all see Jesus face to face. So for me, that's more than comforting because um, it's a new beginning for each of us. I, all our Christian, as Christians, we all believe in that coming because we're going to have a new beginning. A new beginning where there's not going to be any death, there's not going to be any suffering, and we're going to live in a perfect life forever. So I think that is more than comforting. comforting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, what, what, what gives me hope, too, is, and you know, this is one of the bedrock beliefs of Christianity. Uh-huh. You know, we have this hope that burns within our hearts, hope in the yes. coming of the Lord. That's mm-hmm. one of our bedrock beliefs. And some people might say it's a myth. But let me tell you it's something. If this, if this is a myth, it's a very smart myth. Yes. Because it, it, if this myth, I, I'm a pragmatist a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me, if this myth could help you not be swallowed up by grief and go into permanent depression, bring mm-hmm. it on. I want the myth. Yes, I'm definitely. You, I, well, if this myth does that for me, I want it. You know, like people say, well, Christianity is this sweet by and by nonsense. Uh-huh. Listen, man, if it strengthens your faith, if it turns your heart to God, if it mm-hmm. causes you to give people the roses while they're alive, you know, um, if it causes you to look back on their memory with, with, with dignity, because mm-hmm. what I tell people when they grieve, you know, you're counseling people when they're grieving. I say, look, go back to the best memories you've had of them. Yes. So don't focus on the ugly. Mm-hmm. Don't focus. Don't focus on their life when they were at their worst. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about the times you laughed together. That you were together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Think about the times they were acting crazy, and, yes. and and you 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 were cracking up so much that your side started hurting. Mm-hmm. Look back at the joyful experiences. You know, give yourself that. I, I have this little um quirkiness about me and and funerals. Um, and I hope nobody follows in my footsteps. But <laughs> I, I, a lot of times, I don't look at people in the coffin. Um, and let me tell you why. Well, somebody might be listening to this and, and be like, but you don't see. So what? <laughs> what difference does it make? No, but see, even when I used to see more, I, I didn't, I tried to avoid looking at people in the, in the coffin. And I'll tell you why. Um, I'll give you a story. One of my, one of my closest friends, I remember speaking to her one Sabbath morning. In fact, she woke me up at 5.30 um, Pacific Standard Time when I lived in California. It was 8.30 for her in New York. And um, and we no, I called her because I couldn't sleep. Sorry, I called her because I woke up early and I just wanted to touch base with her. We hadn't spoken in a while. And we were just, you know, going over life. Both of us were about to turn 40. We were a few years from 40 and we were like, yeah, girl, we're single and... We need, and we were planning to go to our friend's <laughs> wedding and we were carrying on and talking and laughing. And then I asked her to wake me up before, because um, I had to preach that morning. And I said, could you wake me up before you, uh, about noon your time, which would be nine my time. Um, and she did, usually she would flake on me, but this time she did. And um, she went to visit her aunt that day in Maryland, which is four hours of driving from New York. She was driving with her mom. And um, the mom fell asleep, the car flipped and she died on the spot. Oh. And um, oh, that, that rocked my world. I mean, one of our best friends, the one we were 
chatting about that very morning who were going to get married. She called me to tell me that, you know, Lisa had died. And I, I, I became so angry with her. I'm like, this is the most stupid joke you could ever make. And she kept saying, no, it, it's true. Lisa died. And for days, to be honest, because I, I don't do death well like any of us does, right? Mm -hmm. I lived in denial. I kept calling her phone, you know, just to see if she would answer. I, it just, it couldn't register. I'm like, this is not true. We, we, you know, we're both, we're both 33, you know, that, that we, we don't die that young, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I remember the family called, no, my friend tipped me off that the family is going to call and ask me to preach at the funeral. I'm like, never, that is not going to happen. And I had my excuses and it was, it was, it was a half lie. I just bought my first house and I was really out of money. Now I could have found money, but I was really out. I was, I mean, if, if I squeeze my pockets, they would boop. It was empty, empty, empty. And, and so the family called and I had my excuse. I'm like, well, I, I really would love to come and, and do it, but I, I don't have, I'm really broke. I just bought a house. They're like, no problem. We'll buy your ticket. <laughs> I, was like, I am busted. And so here's the long and the short of my long story. I did not want to look at her in the, in the, in the, in the coffin, in the casket, because the last time I saw Lisa was at a church in Brooklyn at a potluck. There was this young, really handsome guy. And I was trying to hook them up. I was teasing her. Oh boy, she was blushing and carrying on and telling me stop being crazy and misbehaving. And we were just laughing so hard. That's the last physical memory I had of her. And I wanted that to be the last memory. So, mm -hmm. so here's my long lesson. Mm -hmm. Go back at the best memories of your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Okay, Vicky, the time yes. when your mom walked together, the precious moment you shared. I mean, mm -hmm. go back to the time when your 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 baby was a baby. Uh huh. You know, it's, it's, I I I look at the pictures all the time, and that's what I think of of those times. Wow. Uh -huh. Exactly. Exactly. And the joy from Thessalonians, Liz. I hope I didn't cut you from one mission. No, no. Okay. The <laughs> joy from Thessalonians is that we're gonna get all those precious memories back and more. Mm -hmm. And that's the big blessed hope. Paul pours all over our 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 hearts, mm -hmm. you know, yes. in looking forward to the second coming. And my last favorite story, and I'm done. <laughs> my last favorite story, and I, I always, I mean, I use this for every single funeral sermon, every single one. Um, you know, the the the, the mother who was dying, and the, um, she had two sons. One was really awful unrepentant, recalcitrant, just, just really wicked. And when he came to say his goodbye, you know, she said, well, goodbye, son, goodbye. Um, and then the next boy, you know, he had his struggles, but he really, he, he, I mean, he fought to live for Christ. You know, he constantly, you know, he, he did right, he repented, always sought to, to keep his life on track with God. And then when he kissed her goodbye when he kissed her and say, you know, mom, you know, um, you know, goodbye. She said, no, no, son, not goodbye. Good night. And then the first son was confused. Where would you say goodbye to me and good night to, to him? And she said to him, you know, son, it's painful, but you've, you've, you've never lived for God and you don't seem to have interest in living for God. I'll never see you again. I have to say no. goodbye, but your brother, 
He has his faults. He has his struggles, but he keeps bringing them to Jesus. He keeps surrendering them to God. He, I mean, he's failed over and over, but he keeps getting back up by God's grace. So I have to say to him, good night, because I'm going to see him in the morning. And, and that is the hope Paul gives us. First Thessalonians, you know, that the dead in Christ would rise first, mm -hmm. who are alive and remain in Christ mm -hmm. and be caught up together with them. And Amen. Uh, you know, our biggest thing from this book, obviously, and the biggest grief we do have is losing our loved ones. But I know grief can come in many forms also, you know, maybe our expectations are not met or That's maybe true. we lost a job or, um, you know, there's a whole list of things that we could grieve in at different degrees. Um, but what I see from this is that, you know, when Christ comes again and things are all made new, Christ is going to give us everything that maybe, and so much more um, than maybe what we expected, or, you know, we'll even have a better job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything will be new and different. Right? Amen. Yes. Amen. So there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of hope we can, we can hold on to for each, um, each of our days. So, um, Yes, <laughs> just wanted Amen. to put that in there. Um, so Vicki, this has been a real pleasure having you with us again. Thank you so much. And thank you for uh, having me. <laughs> yes, and thank you again to all of our viewers. Um, if you've been touched by this, please share it with your family and friends. This is on, aired every Sunday evening at 7.30 on plantationsda.tv. And um, of course, it's always on there. So you can, they don't have to see it Sunday evening. So um, you want to definitely pass that along. So to close, um, before we close, um, Dexter, episode 28, Eight, 28 is what? The Art of Discipleship from the Book of First Timothy. We have our own beloved elder, Barbara Samuel, um, coming to share her passion, her burning fervor for discipleship. So I want you to read the book of First Timothy. He is actually teaching him, he's discipling him to disciple others, right? And so read the book and ask yourself, what are the tips to learning to bring people to Christ, to help them grow their faith? What are the tips I could get? I've gotten 120 insights wow. from First Timothy on the art of discipleship. <laughs> so we, look, we're gonna have some fun with um with barbara next week so you want to log in um like liz said 7 30 next sunday okay excellent. so we want to close now with a word of prayer and i'm going to ask vicky if you wouldn't mind if you could close with sure thank sure. you heavenly father thank you very much for the opportunity that you have given us to share together about your second coming i want now that you visit each one of our viewers god and that you that knows what is in their hearts, you that know what is struggling is for them, that you will empower them with your Holy Spirit at this very moment to feel that need to study more your word, to pray more, to be more connected with you and to be prepared for your second coming. We know it is soon. We know we are at the end of times, God, and we need to be prepared. You do not want anyone to be lost. So reach out to each one of them, God, 
empower them, be with them, let them feel in their hearts that they need to study more and be more aware of all the schemes that the devil is going to prepare so that they will be deceived and that you will be empowering them through your Holy Spirit if they stay faithful for your coming, God, and they will be ready to be with you. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, that you be with each one of them in, in your precious name, God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Plantation SEA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.